Well, hello out there. This is Taisha, and you are listening to The Queen Perspective. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Queen Perspective. First of all, I just want to thank you all so much for the support of my podcast. You all know that I have been trying to do this for quite a while. And I really didn't know which direction I wanted to take this podcast. So I just really want to thank you all for the support, for the shares, for the love, for the likes. Thank you all so very much. I'm back today, y'all, with another episode. Listen, you guys, I always get so many questions about entrepreneurship. I have been an entrepreneur for 20 plus years, as some of you all know. I like to say that I bossed up because I had to, not because I wanted to, but because I had to. Um, A little backstory, my mother passed away when I was 16. I was kind of left out here in this world to figure it all out on my own. So you know what I did, I got out here, I figured out what I needed to do, how I needed to do it, made some bad decisions along the way, made some good decisions along the way, but hey, here I am. 20 plus years later and I always get questions about Taisha can you give me some tips on being an entrepreneur can you give me some tips on maintaining my business can you give me some tips on getting started in business I'm always 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 getting questions on being an entrepreneur it just seems like right now being an entrepreneur is just the thing to do and I don't think people really understand what goes on behind the scenes you guys there are some days when I just want to throw in hat I want to say forget this (laughs) let me go find a nine to five there are so many things that go into being an entrepreneur there are so 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 many things and I just want to talk a little bit about that today I want to talk about the price of being a boss you know everything that comes along with being a boss the highs the lows the it all I kind of want to talk about that I want to you know, give my perspective from the things that I've been through. And I also have a special guest today, Mr. Richard Bradley. He's going to be stepping in with me. I'm actually sitting at his establishment right now. And so he's going to be stepping in with me and giving us his input. He is the owner of Bar of Jackson, Mississippi, along with tons of other things. As soon as he sit down, I'm going to let him tell y'all a little bit about, you know, what he does. And he is definitely from my perspective. Now, what I consider a boss is a person who puts food, puts money on the plates of other people. You know, it's one thing to, you know, be out here and taking care of yourself and taking care of your immediate family. But y'all, it is so hard to know that you have a team of people who are depending on you to feed their family as well. And for me, it gets hard. When I think about that, It weighs in on a lot of decisions that I make because I always think, oh gosh, how is this going to affect my employees? How is this going to, you know, affect them? So I, I always think about that. I always consider how is it going to affect my employees? That is one of the biggest weights that weigh on me. So like I said, there are so many things that go into being a boss. And speaking of that, Richard just walked up. Richard Bradley, how are you? Hey, 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 how are you? I'm good, Richard. I'm glad to finally sit down with you. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. You know, anytime I can come in and and chime in on the Queen's perspective, (laughs) you know, that's that's always a a great thing, you know. Yeah, well, today is going to be a Queen and King's perspective because you know what? I've been wanting to have this conversation with you 
I have been wanting to talk about the price of being the boss because I don't know if you realize, but right now it seems to be a trend that everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Everyone wants to step off in this game of being an entrepreneur. But tell us a little bit about yourself, Richard, before we dive off into it. Well, hey, everyone. Um, my name is Richard Bradley with the M Bar here in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, I'll give you a little background check of who I am. Um, I was born and raised here in Jackson, Mississippi. I've been here for 42 years. You know, look, I don't mind telling my age. Mm -hmm. um, born in Northeast <laughs> Jackson. Uh, went to Jackson Public Schools here. Also attended Jackson State University where I received my undergrad degree. Oh, you fancy. Yeah, I'm fancy. You're smart. You know, you know, okay. I, I can do a little something when I need okay. to do a little something. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, well, I got that in, in business administration with a minor in marketing. Mm -hmm. And then I, I actually went back and got my um, my master's in physical education. And I know that might sound crazy, but the thing is, like, you know, a lot of times people ask me, well, well why did you venture off into two different areas? Right. You know, you got your, you got your business side and mm -hmm. then you got your PE side. Mm -hmm. So so basically I had a plan. You know, when I was in college, I had a plan and I knew exactly what I wanted to do when I retired. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how I was going to get to retirement. Right. But. I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to coach uh, college basketball when I retired. So um, I knew that to have that financial freedom, I had to start in the in the workforce somewhere. Richard, let me ask you a question. Did you grow up in a single parent home or were both your parents there? Who, who gave you that drive and, and that push to say, okay, this is what you need to do. You need to go to college. This is You need to figure out what are you going to do in life. Did you grow up in a single parent home or were both your parents with you? No, I had both my parents. Okay. Uh, but the thing was, my both my parents were entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, my grandfather was an entrepreneur as well. Uh -huh. So I grew up in an entrepreneur environment okay. the whole time um, okay. I was growing up. Okay. Because I know a lot of times when I talk to entrepreneurs, a lot of them, you know, they're natural born hustlers typically mm -hmm. because their parents were That's or right. typically, you know, like for me, like I said, I bossed it because I had to. You know, sometimes your environment can drive you in your career choice. Right. You know. Right. So what are you doing these days? What you know, what what career path did you end up in? Well I'm actually I'm a college coach now. Okay. Now, I do have multiple businesses that I own and run. Mm -hmm. um, so right now I'm in that retirement phase. I don't like okay. to say that a lot, but I'm actually in my retirement phase right now. So I'm doing what I love. And, okay. And it started with my vision I had back in college. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So you're a, be you're a coach. You're JSU girls football. Oh, you ho, 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 ho. You got to get that right now. <laughs> We are, you, girl, oh, give it to let me, me right. give it to I'm you. I'm gonna right. let you run it. Down. We are the Jackson State University uh -huh. Lady Tigers. Okay, there you okay. go. Women's Jackson basketball. State That's University right. Lady Tigers. That's correct, Coach. That's right. That's okay, right. perfect. That's right. That's right. Richard, listen. I wanted to talk today because I know that you know. I was just telling everyone before you came out. I was telling them, you know, nobody really knows what goes on behind the scene. Mm -hmm. I have people. You know, they'll tell me they want to work for me. Mm -hmm. Then they get over here and work for me, Richard. And then they feel like they've learned enough from working for me that they can go out and they can compete with me. Wow. I have people mm -hmm. that work for me who've stolen from me. Mm -hmm. I have people who would come to work half a day and leave. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't really think that people understand the cost of being a boss. It is so yes. much that goes into it, not just financially but emotionally sometimes right. i'm just drained what right. about you well well 
a lot of the things that you've just named are some of the, and I call them all sacrifices. Yeah. When you're building your brand, or, or, or like you say, when you're, you're the cost to be the boss, mm-hmm. when you're building your brand, you're going to have to sacrifice some things in life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, sacrifice not only comes from your end, but mm-hmm. it also comes from the other end of, of, of people that you're dealing with on a day to day basis. Yeah. So the first thing I say is you got to get everybody around you to believe in your vision. Right. If they can't see your vision, they'll never be on the same track as you. And, mm-hmm. and, and it can sacrifice your brand and your business at times. Right. It can definitely sacrifice your your brand um but even when you it's so hard though it's so hard to you know get people because for me i don't know about you richard but the first thing people see when they see me they think about dollars oh you got money you know what i'm saying we all know (laughs) 20 got the money baby No, that's the first thing that you know they 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 tend to think oh well i see what or they think Mm -hmm. i see what he or she is making and i should be making that they don't understand the bills that you have that come mm-hmm. along with running your establishment, they don't understand, you know, the insurance, the liabilities, right. like everything that go into being, you know, the boss. And it, it does, it can sometimes just become, sometimes, Richard, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I just go home and I'm just like, this is it. I'm going to find <laughs> me a nine to five job. Right. And I'm just going to turn it over. Well, but well, well, let me say this. What mm-hmm. my, my parents that I was blessed with to be raised with with two parents what they always taught me is mm-hmm. you've got to understand that everybody's mentality is not in the entrepreneurship lane right so everybody that you come across is not going to have that same drive and right. ambition as you right so that me knowing that and being raised by my parents like that mm-hmm. that let me that let me knew that everybody's destiny is right. different it's different it's different right. so that's how i deal with a lot of the stress right and right, people right not knowing and right. trying to go open other businesses yeah like when they feel like they didn't they didn't look and they saw where your, your vendors coming from and mm-hmm. where you're getting your stuff from yeah. and they feel they like hey do i got it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that how do you feel because i always have people to say oh um, the market is so oversaturated. Mm-hmm. They'll come to me and say they're thinking about, let's just say hair, or they're mm-hmm. thinking about being a nail tech. And they'll say, but the market is so oversaturated, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do it. For me, reaching out, I don't know about you, but I don't see competition. Me neither. I have never focused <laughs> on the next person. I have never put any energy in what the next person is doing because that takes away from what I, you know, from what I'm doing, I always focused on building my own brand and I always focused on hopefully being the one that others can learn from. That's right. And, and, and if you're going to be a true entrepreneur and you want to help the people around you, like the thing is, I try my best to any knowledge that I have. I don't mind sharing with anyone. Right. So so it's, it's like this. If you're going to if you're building that entrepreneur, if you're building that brand and you're a, mm-hmm. a true entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. If I'm selling hair and you're selling hair, yeah. we could be selling the same type of hair, same but it's the thing. way it's introduced to Absolutely. the consumer until how they take it, right. whether you're going to be successful. Or right. Not. Now, do you think that your that how people view you personally plays a part in how people support your business? I, I do to a certain extent. Um, unless you just have an amazing product that's undeniable, uh-huh. uh, and a lot of times, a lot of a lot of people that are, are really entrepreneurs, they they get into businesses that are, that are already there. Mm-hmm. Unless you just have something that's strategically placed or something right, that just right. fell out the sky, as I right, call it, right? Um, you know, it's 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 there's no competition, right? 
And, you know, I always have people who ask me what can they do to help, you know, their business grow. And then I'll go look on their social medias or go to their website. And just like any other relationship, a, a romantic relationship, a friendship, I always tell people, you got to you gotta make love to people. <laughs> you can't just jump out here and say, oh, here's my product or here's my service. Come support me. That's right. You can't expect people to support you if you're not supporting other people. You know, people have to understand and they have to learn how to be able to feed right. into other people as well and not just always looking for something you know community service making sure you give back to the community right. and just helping people in general that's that's you know? a, that's a big part of it uh and i like that aspect what you said about helping with the community mm -hmm. um that's how you build your relationships exactly um and you, you've got to care for people and genuinely care for people um and, and make sure you're doing what it takes to support the, the people that support right. you right um so so like for instance if you got I, and, I, and my biggest things are you in the business that I'm in, the bar and restaurant business. Mm -hmm. I try to make sure that I take care of the kids in the community. Right. Um, any leagues, basketball, summer leagues or anything like that. How you, do you balance that? How do you balance? <laughs> how do you balance being a basketball coach for a major university and flipping over to the nightlife side? Like, how do you keep that balance? Because it seems that it, to me now, this is just me on the outside looking in. It seems that you have respect from from both communities. So how how do you keep that balance? Well, it it, it, it can get hard sometimes. Yeah. But the thing is, you have to. When I wake up every morning, mm -hmm. I, I, I pray every morning to mm -hmm. keep that genuine genuine humbleness that the Lord blessed me with when I was when right. I was born. So that's how I do it. And a lot of times I don't know where I get the energy from myself. Yeah, you but, have a lot of energy. <laughs> but what I do is <laughs> I wake up, I pray and I keep going. Um and that and that's what gets me through the day every day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for me too. And it can get hard because you know, when you're dealing with, for me in my business, I deal with so many different different demographics, mm -hmm. you know, and I have to maintain a balance of knowing how to, you know, maneuver in one particular demographic and come out of that and maneuver in another. You know, you may catch me doing a corporate <laughs> event and then the next minute you may catch me doing a club event. You know, That's it right. just depends on who my client is. And what I've learned over these 20 plus years, at the end of the day, everybody just wants to feel as if they're spending their money with people who appreciate it. That's right. You know, whether it's a corporate client or whether it's a, a nightlife club, I've realized that people want to feel valued. That's right. You've got to be a millionaire in this, yeah, in, you gotta in this be. world. Got You've got to be able to blend in. Yep. You've got to be able to mix and mingle with. you got to be diverse. you got to be. Um, you've got to be <laughs> able and be comfortable in your settings yep. and be confident to, and to know that no matter where you are you can you can build relationships with mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. that are everlasting they know that they know that you're a genuine relationship yeah exactly yeah and when you and the thing is like you can't be fake no you can't be you can't grimy be fake. either you can't be fake and definitely you yeah, can't, you be, can't grimy. be grimy you yeah. know because i always live by karma karma yeah. will come back and kick you in the one butt. way or the other if you don't if you do it wrong the first time it'll come back and bite you so yeah just make sure you're not fake with people Absolutely. And I know when I first started out in entrepreneurship, Richard, um, you know, I really was doing it for the money because I was trying to I was trying to figure out how to survive. So I was in survival mode. But me being in survival mode also affected my customer service because I was so focused on the money and not focused on the customer. 
And so within my 20 years of being in business, I have learned that the most important thing, people just want to feel heard. They want to feel valued. They want to feel like I'm spending my money with somebody who's going to appreciate it. You know, I hear a lot of people say when you get to a certain point, people stop supporting you because they feel they're helping you you know, maintain your personal life. But I don't find that. I don't run into that problem myself because for me, if it, the, the, the clientele and the people that I attract, they want to see me win right. and they have other people around them that want to see them win. So it's never a, oh, let me not support Taisha because we're helping her maintain her personal life. Have you ever seen anything like that? Well, I have. I've had experienced stuff experience like that. Experience like that, yeah. yeah. I've had experiences like that, but what I that's why I try to be very diversified when it comes to my financial portfolio. Right. So when the times when you are making money, mm-hmm. you got to make sure you're investing, make mm-hmm. sure you're putting your money in the right places to, to make sure that it's going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. A lot of times with entrepreneurs, they get the bag as they call yeah. it. Once you get the bag, yeah. they get the bag, they get comfortable, they get and settled. They stop. But you have to continue yep. to be innovative. Yep. You have to continue to be creative. Yep. And you've got to find ways to make sure to keep your customers intrigued about yeah. the product, whether it's selling hair, whether you're selling shoes, yeah. whether you're selling lashes, whatever you're doing, yeah. you've got to find a way to keep your customers intrigued about your brand and your right. product. So when you first started, for me, when I first started out, I did not have a handle on money management. <laughs> I didn't have a clue, like right. I said, and I'm just being very transparent. I really jumped off to, into entrepreneurship because I was simply right. trying to figure out how to survive. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there are so many things, so many moving parts of being a successful entrepreneur, you know, that people don't understand. Like you said, they get the bag, they make a little money, and they feel like, oh, you know, it. I can be a little lax mm-hmm. now. But that's really what the time to turn it up you got to turn it up you baby. got to turn listen one thing i played basketball so i'm a ba- i was a basketball star in high school and college mm-hmm. one thing they told me when you get the ball in your hand mm-hmm. make sure you score right so when you get that bag make sure you scored and that make doesn't sure mean going to floss on everybody no. and buying cars and no. clothes and jewelry no. what i mean is Make that money grow at a steady pace that's mm-hmm. going to be consistent uh-huh. for the rest of your life. That's right. Now, this is what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be 5 or $10 million. What I'm saying is mm-hmm. two or $300 a month can mm-hmm. change your life Absolutely. in a 5 to 10-year span. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was telling, you know, I was speaking earlier about just having the weight of, I don't know how many employees you got, but I got a lot of employees. Me too. <laughs> and depending on, you know, the type of event that we're working, sometimes my employee, um, my, my payroll, everything can go extremely sky high. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, sometimes it scares me because especially let's just take, for instance, during COVID, my workers, my employees, they were off. Right. You know, and a lot of them were calling me and I didn't have any answers for them because I couldn't tell them when we're going. You know, we were hit very hard. I yes. know your industry was, too. We were yes. shut completely down. So, you know, it really weighs on me at times because even if I want to go home and I want to sit down and I want to say, you know what, it's just time for me to chill. Mm-hmm. Then I think about all those people who are depending on me That's to right. feed their family. And it does. It gets very, very heavy at times and that's what i want to you know kind of talk about the dark sides do you ever get complaints do you ever get you know um (laughs) the dark side of entrepreneurship how do you how do you handle that how do you handle 
you know the complaints from the public or the complaints in your I, I get complaints not just from the public but I get them in my personal relationships my my friendships my romantic relationships they say Tasha you work too much you work too much like how do you balance that and how do, how do you handle how do you bounce back from things like that well, well a lot of times we are emotionally attached to our brand yep so a lot of times you have to actually take yourself out of it um, mm-hmm. be- because of the emotional it's so attachment. hard yeah. it's so hard so, so what I've done is I've hired multiple uh, PR companies mm-hmm. that come in mm-hmm. and, and kind of they kind of do a case study on the situations mm-hmm. that I'm having problems with right and they give me solutions on how I, they would handle it or what they think is the best way to handle it and me as the business owner mm-hmm. what I come in and do is I evaluate it and based on my emotions uh-huh. I pick the solution that best fits the way I want to take right. my brand right so that's how you deal with with, with, with public stuff that mm-hmm. that may not be that may have got out there wrong and the media may have did whatever the case may right. be. So you, a lot of times you have to emotionally uh, detach yourself away from the brand. Right. Let someone else look at it from another angle and another perspective mm-hmm. and then make the best decision on, on, on what fits your brand to take your brand even further or continue so, to build your so brand. So as a black, as a black business owner in the South, mm-hmm. do you see where it has been harder for you because you are a black man here in the South? Or do you feel like you've had equal opportunities? Well, it's, it's, it's been harder. Um, a lot of the relationships that I had to build with a lot mm-hmm. of my vendors and stuff like that, yeah. I had to prove myself for yeah. years and Absolutely. years before I got the respect. Yeah. But but the thing was, when I when I was consistent mm-hmm. and I proved myself, mm-hmm. I let them know what I have done and right. I stood on the facts. Right. So, you know, a lot of times you'll go when you're dealing, like my business is surrounded by a lot of national brands. Mm-hmm. You know, so the thing is, I have to prove myself before they give me the respect. Right. But once, once I do, it, yeah. then I'm able to to basically open up and say whatever I need to say and do what I need to do. Yeah, and, be able to and stand that's firm. what makes it so hard for me is because you know once you've been out here working for so long and you gain that respect that you're talking about, and then you know sometimes you you do get complaints or sometimes you have you know things happen. Yeah, life is life. life you is know life. what I'm saying? <laughs> and it does not stop because you are a business owner. Sometimes things just happen that are totally out of your control. And I'm not going to lie. I know you say control your emotions. It gets really hard for me because I'm just like, okay, I've been out here for 20 plus years trying to build my brand and one little thing well, well, has the potential. And I, well, you this know, is what I'm saying. I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying control and what I'm saying is detach and yeah, go in your room and close the door yeah. and, and go off if you yeah, need to. Yeah, yeah. So don't you know you can and still I've be learned, emotional. I've learned to do that. You know, it's just that it gets so hard because going back to the subject of what we're talking about, a lot of people do not understand the cost of being a boss. Like they don't yeah. understand. Sometimes I can hire vendors, and the vendor may not do what they're supposed to do, but it still falls back on me. That's correct. I can hire employees, and if an employee doesn't do what they're supposed to do, it still falls back on me. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, the client does not want to hear that. Right. They just want an explanation. That's right. You that's know? right. And, and that's what that's those are, that's one of the sacrifices you, when, it's it, one when of you're the an sacrifices. entrepreneur. It's, it's not like Walmart. You can go in there and buy some bad milk and, nope. and everybody and take it back, take and you'll complain, and everybody's still gonna buy milk at yep. walmart yeah so it's 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 your brand when you're an entrepreneur your brand is very personal mm-hmm. a lot of times yeah so you know people 
and, and you know dealing with certain people you only have one chance you got one chance <laughs> and they will throw you away do not screw it up do not screw it <laughs> do not screw, screw it up but you know in these 20 years i have learned richard that you can really come back from anything oh I believe. you know that i believe you can come back oh, from believe. anything yes if you have the right intention and the right heart posture you're gonna come back from anything listen i'll tell i'm gonna i want to definitely say this if you're an entrepreneur and you're not going through anything and your business is squeaky clean, yep. you're not growing. You're not growing. You can only grow when you're uncomfortable. Yep. So so like I tell all entrepreneurs, people that ask me, Well, Richard, how do you do it? How do you how did you build your brand? I've been in business <laughs> over over twelve years now mm-hmm. in the restaurant industry. Right. I say it took a lot of uncomfortable nights and yep. lessons for me to learn yep. to be successful at, at where I'm at now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it does. It does get hard at times. You know, but I just wanted people to be able to understand and just hear, you know, from our perspectives, from people mm-hmm. who have been in business for numerous, numerous years, because like I said, I get so many questions about entrepreneurship. And right now it just really <laughs> seems to be the thing <laughs> that everybody want to do. And I, you know, when I, tr- I love it, I try to be as transparent as I can with people and try to tell them. You know the upside you know mm-hmm. you you get to work on your own time mm-hmm. and most times you get to you know but there are also so many things that go on behind the scenes that people just don't know and people just don't see well, well and i'll name some sacrifices you're going to sacrifice your time yep uh sacrifice family Yes. I know you mentioned this earlier. You're gonna sacrifice relationships. Yep. Um, so, but that that comes with it. You know, like they told me, everybody can't go. Everybody's everybody destiny can't is go. different. Everybody's everybody destiny go. is different. So, you, have you lost friends along the way, Richard? Yeah, yeah. I've lost a lot of friends. Do have they the say Richard changed? Richard, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, you don't change. Like, do you yes. do you hear that often? They do. They, I, I hear that often. But but the thing is, I, I, you know, I let them know that. The change is for me. It's not for you. Right. It's a better thing for me and right. not for you. It's, it's the destiny. It's, it's the it's the destiny that the Lord has put on me. Right. So I've got to walk in those shoes and right. fulfill it. Right. You know. But and I always say, if it was true, it'll come back around. It'll come back around. It'll come it'll back. It'll come around. back. I believe that. And what I also I like to warn prospective entrepreneurs about, you know, when you step off into this realm and you're getting off into unlimited possible financial freedom you know the enemy gets mad richard oh yeah he gets mad because he don't want us to be able to show other people that they can actually live in abundance that they can show other people how they can be financially free so when you step off into this realm and he see that you're being consistent you best to believe that the trials and tribulations they're going to come. They're going to be there. They're going to be there. Yeah. And the thing is, the most important thing is, and I, and I can tell you this, you got to have faith. Yep. And no matter how much money you think you made in the yep. world, remain humble. Remain humble. Remain humble. Remain yes, humble. All right, Richard. Well, listen, I Woo. really appreciate it. Woo. I really, you made it through the Queen perspective. That wasn't listen, hard, was it? I got a chance to give my <laughs> input on the Queen's perspective. Listen. That was not hard, Richard. I loved it. I can't wait to come back. Yes, that was not hard at all. Thank you so much. Tell the people where they can follow you at, Richard. Follow me at, well, on, on Instagram, I'm rcbradley44. Um, on Facebook, I'm Richard Bradley. And 
my Twitter, I think it's RC Bradley 44 as well. I'm not a big social media guy. I like to post, but I, when I post, I usually get off of it. Right? And get out, post and get out. <laughs> Thank you so much, Richard. We really appreciate you. No problem. Anytime. Down with the queen Anytime. on the queen perspective. Anytime. All right, you guys. So this is another episode of the queen perspective. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. And we will be back with another episode of queen perspective. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Listen, you guys, I need you to do me a favor. Go ahead and leave me a review on iTunes or send me a message on Instagram and tell me what you like about my podcast. If you don't like my podcast, things that you would like for me to talk about, I would absolutely love to hear from you. If you're not already, give me a follow on Instagram, the Tysha Stewart. Let's get personal with each other. Let's get to know each other. I want to know my audience. I'm so grateful for each of you. Let's connect. I look forward to connecting with you on our next episode. And remember y'all go out, live your best life, live it authentically, unapologetically. So until next time I'm signing out. I love you. Have a great day.